welcome to the Deal Gaming Podcast. I'm Bobby. I'm Amanda. And I'm confused. Uh, we uh, don't start this early. Um, instead of booze, I'm drinking coffee. Instead of being happy, I'm groggy. But we'll see how it goes. Maybe uh, we'll work our way through this. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. I feel like I'm better in the mornings. Got uh, yeah. peak energy here. Starting fresh. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You look completely different. Usually you're yawning. You're like, I don't want to be here. Now you're like, you're fired up. As fired up as Bobby gets, I guess. Yeah. I, I second that. Although because of the time zone difference, it's only, it's, I mean, it's noon. So I'm like, I'm good. I've had a productive morning and gotten a bunch of shit done and I'm feeling great. Feeling good. Nice. After the longest winter I can ever remember in San Diego, suddenly it's summer. It went from, you know, cold days to, I don't know, what was it yesterday? Almost 100. I don't know yeah, where. So. It's getting warm. Everything's blooming and my yeah. allergies are killing me. So if I sneeze <laughs> a lot this episode, that is why. I'm the same way, dude. Come and welcome back to Allergy Talk where we talk <laughs> about sneezing. <laughs> All right. Let's All talk right. about some video games. Video games. Yep. On the radar, games that have come to our attention. So talk of the town, the big one we should probably address is Unrecord released some gameplay footage that has got everybody talking about whether or not it's real. It looks like, well, it's a, it's a first person shooter. It's done in the style of body cam footage and it looks very realistic. It's on Unreal 5 engine. I'm sure everybody's seen the trailer by now. So a lot of people are talking, is it real? Is it fake? Is this actually what the gameplay is going to look like? Um, And the development studio, it's a French dev studio called Drama. And I don't know what else they've done, but they've got a Q&A up on their Steam page where they've addressed a lot of the questions people have. And they have said, yes, this was actual captured gameplay footage on the Unreal 5 engine. Um, and we're speeding up development because of all the attention that we're getting now. So we want it to come out um, as soon as possible while everybody's still talking about it. Um, yeah, I don't know. What are you guys' thoughts on this? Well, they responded uh, by showing, uh, by running the game in Unreal 5 and um, kind of flying around and free camming and showing that it is a game and it absolutely is real. And also uh, jumping in on spots where you can see in the video and then like doing things that were not in the video. So like waving the gun around and shooting at the ceiling and stuff like silly stuff that you wouldn't, you know, it would be hard to go and do with the however people were thinking they faked this. Um, And then they do a couple things here to make um, a couple tricks. I mean, it looks great. It looks like real footage of, uh, um, you know, real life. Um, But like when you kill a bad guy, his face is blurred out. And one of the biggest uh, problems with like photorealism in video games is like the uncanny valley, right? Like humans are very good at detecting humans. And if something's a little bit off, you're like, that doesn't look right. So if you completely blur the face, that completely gets that rid of that. So now you're just dealing with objects. So mm-hmm. there's that, and then there's the there's the view. There's that that cam view, where you know you you have this like real tight shot 
Um, I don't know how the gunplay is going to work because there's no, there's no cursor or there's no reticle or anything. So I feel like um, the gunplay is going to be ass, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> it might be. Well, I mean, look at it. Like, I get that they're trying to go for like this realistic kind of thing. But even then, I just feel like the the camera is a little too south. I get it. It's supposed to be a body cam. But like, that's not where your eyes are if you were to be holding a mm-hmm. gun. You know, so to me, it already looks like fucking wonky to like play mm-hmm. like this this kind of just looks to me uh like a a shock factor of like look at how realistic this is you know and the, we're going off of body cams but i don't know to me like looking at the gameplay it reminds it i feel like it could play like pavlov vr which on one hand is fun but on the other hand has a disconnect and it's because it's not like the the gunplay itself is uh i think probably just not what i'm used to because i'm used to like having the cursor and call of duty and like tarkov and things like that and this is just a little far enough south of your normal vision that like i to me i think i wouldn't really enjoy actually playing this uh i think that's a really good point because i was thinking even if it is let's say the game came out tomorrow and you had a full game a full campaign and it all looked like this doesn't mean it's fun Mm -hmm. you know It, it it kind of looks like a tech demo to me, like um, devs showing off what they can do. In Unreal 5, and, I agree. It's yeah, like It looks and, like a flex, not like a super fun game to me, at least. Because also, too, he's got like fucking noodle hands. Like, he's shooting <laughs> all over the goddamn place. Like, it's just, <laughs> my aim is uh, shit as it is. I need Destiny 2 with all the aim assist, man. I can't. That's too much. <laughs> you never see your own character. You could be one of those, like, um, car salesmen, fucking wacky arm uh, blow up dolls you have no idea yeah that's that's how i feel his arms are you know the the man needs to work on uh you know some some fucking arm uh workout so that way he can have more stability in his uh his holding of the gun in his noodle arms well i think that's what adds to the realism though because in you take a game like uh like the original doom or wolfenstein games and they have the gun or like directly in center the center of the screen and then eventually like they started putting the gun off to the side but still the crosshair aims to, towards the center of the screen and then in later games they started adding a little movement so it seems more realistic but this it seems a lot more natural but yeah who knows if this game is actually going to be fun to play i mean as we talked about last week being super realistic doesn't necessarily translate to being a good game I, um, I am surprised by like the game looks fantastic graphically, but then you look at the header image on a steam page and it looks like, it looks like an asset flip. Like I am not impressed by that. Everybody head over to the steam page and take a look at, at that and you'll see what I'm talking about. It just looks so generic and underwhelming. <laughs> they could probably improve on that. Um, there's no release date on this game. Um, there's no price on it. Like not a whole lot is known besides this. I don't think they've talked about other than speeding up development. I don't know if they've talked about when it'll be released, but yeah. Well, all I know, uh, they are like fielding. um, They're trying to get uh, investment. Uh, So they've put out some feelers and, you know, there's like a big advertising for their small development crew. So where are you guys on the tech devil? Were you guys on the like more political discussion or not political, but the ethical discussion around like, you know, what politicians usually say about video games being too realistic and violent? Like, is this is this like in that territory or does it not really matter in the end? 
I feel like they've been saying that shit since like the birth of rock and roll, right? Like it's no, watch out for the kids. It's going to make them violent because they don't know the difference between reality and not. I think that they would be much more of an argument to stand if this was also in VR and it looked this realistic. That could definitely fuck with some people's heads uh, long enough that stay in the game. But I'd argue that VR has the potential of doing that anyway, uh, depending on how well designed the game is. And even then I'd, I don't know. Like I, I can see that side of being concerned that this is too realistic. And I wonder if that's also why they actually blur the people's faces because with this unreal five looking so realistic, there's probably a chance that even if they randomized uh, an NPC's face, that somebody actually fucking looks like that. And Mm so um, I wonder if that's part of it, but I just, I don't know. It's kind of, I, like I said, I can kind of see both sides with it. Everybody's going to be uploading pictures of their boss into like every bad guy is going to be their boss, their boss's face. Uh, I I don't think it makes a difference, man. Uh, how how good the graphics are when it comes to violence, if it does have any effect, I don't think there's much difference between, you know, uh, there's a there is a level like obviously pixelated violence is way less uh, impactful than than like a call of duty but i don't think there's a huge leap between a call of duty and this i agree with that and i think it's a healthier outlet to let out rage onto video games than the real life anyway so Mm -hmm. i could see it helping but i could also like i said i could see the argument of somebody that maybe does struggle already the difference between reality or not uh having a hard time with this but at the same time, like I said, I mean, we people have been saying that for forever about violence, you know, causing violent people because they're desensitized to it. Whereas, like, I would definitely want to see more um, studies and, like, statistics to back that up because people claim the same fucking thing about rock and roll. And so it's like, is this that or is there actual scientific finding in that now because uh, things have changed, right? And so I don't know. Bobby's the expert. He read a book. Oh, God. <laughs> Assassination Nation. Yep, yeah, I did read the book. <laughs> uh, you can skip that book. You don't need to read it. I mean, yeah, there's studies out there and, you know, it, it's hard to really put much weight to it because it, it seems like there's studies that prove both sides of the argument. But I think a little common sense goes a long way here. You know, obviously, if you surround yourself with violent imagery, it does have an effect on you. Is that going to like make you go out and kill people? I mean, it's probably not going to be the instigating factor like the key factor in that but you know it's something to be aware of especially with younger more impressionable people Uh, usually with these types of games and these the controversy surrounding them they end up being more of a big deal than than it is worth it I, i remember this game called hatred that came out 2014 2013 i don't know it was a huge deal when it came out because it was by these um I, I can't remember. They were somewhere up there around like the Norway, Scandinavian area. Um, but they were they were making this game called Hatred, and it was like a response to the political correctness that they felt was um, infiltrating video games. And it was all about just running around and mass murdering people. And it, it was like big shock value, and everyone was like, oh, my, harumph, oh, goodness. you know. And then the game came out, and it was a shitty game, and nobody talked about it. They ended up giving it away for free in like these bundle deals, and like nobody – really played it or cared about it beyond the initial controversy. So I, I don't know. Uh, obviously like when the, when games are 
um, more realistic, like, yeah, it could have more of, of an effect on people, but I, I still don't think it ends up being that big of a deal. They did respond. The developers did respond in their FAQs on the Steam page about um, if there was any like political or um, social commentary on police. And they said, this is for a global audience. So we're going to avoid anything like um, race discrimination, violence against women um, or any sort of political controversy. So they're trying to steer clear of any of that. Um, well, but still it's, it's like body aimed. cam footage of a cop. So it's like, I, I don't know. Yeah. It's clearly help. aimed at the pixel people, dude, the pixel people. It's like a very racist versus pixel. Yeah. People, Cause they're, they're just getting shooting pixels down. Dude, you ever watch an old dirty Harry movie? It is the most racist shit ever, dude. It's just, just like, one white guy going around with a giant gun killing a bunch of black guys. It is fucking stark. It is so, it's like gross to watch. Anyway, um, what was the last thing I was going to say about this? Uh, fucking, I forgot. But we said, um, we said Call of Duty a lot. And I want to talk about Immortals of Avium. Um, this is EA's new big IP that they're pushing. This is a, you can tell right away that the, um, production value on this is like ea millions and millions of dollars went into this oh yeah um so it's like a i think like a call of duty slash looter shooter magic based so no guns you're kind of dealing with spells um uh, you have uh, like three forms of magic and there's a lot of like hot swapping you need red magic for this blue magic for that green magic for this and you're it's almost like Doom Immortal or uh, Doom 2016. More Doom Immortal because uh, you're swapping in order to uh, attack certain types of enemies. So just constantly uh, swapping, jumping. Um, there's like a lasso mechanic so you can like get to far points or bring people to you. You know, a lot of stuff we've already seen before, but um, the graphics uh, on this is just like really high-end. Uh, I mean, it's uh, the minimum, uh, even the minimum specs are getting some, let me see where it's at. So the minimum specs here are in, uh, I seven 9,700, um, an RTX 2080 super. And, um, yeah, so that's, that's a lot. Um, Bobby, we couldn't have run this before your upgrade, uh, supposedly. <laughs> no, and my then the processor or my graphics card. Recommended is a 3080 Ti. That's my my card right there. So, uh, wow. yeah, this is pushing it for sure. Um, this looks amazing, though. Yeah, yeah, it does. Like super it does. Super fun. It does look cool. Um, the uh, I saw the inventory screen and like some, the upgrading process, and it really reminded me of Destiny. It looks a lot like Destiny, yeah. and that and that's what that's the only thing really that's pushing the looter shooter for me. Well, there's five, like, items that you can upgrade constantly. Like, it's, like, your bracer and, like, whatever, whatever three totems and whatever, two rings or whatever. And you're constantly um, upgrading those. So, yeah, I feel uh, there is a campaign. I guess it's 25 hours long. And hmm. then I think it's multiplayer. I don't know. I'm guessing it's got to be. It's got to be. But that's all I know so far. I looked around for... People that have played it early on, but nope, there's, you know, there's only speculation and a little bit of information out there, but not a whole lot. The voice acting, they're using real um, 
you know, like tried and true uh, actors, and um, they're really good it, at that. Yeah, the, yeah, I mean, you know, like Star you, Wars too. You can see the seventy dollars worth of value here, or whatever you want to call it. Um, but whether or not it's going to be fun, I mean, it looks fun. It looks fun. Well, yeah, we'll also, see what people say when it comes out. Uh, for the record, it is single player. It is single single player. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yep, single player and coming out July twentieth. That's crazy. I, mm-hmm. It's beautiful, yeah. though. I like. I love all of the intricate details with the different spells that they have. You know, like you have a little shield coming out of your hand and this bracer, and you can see it. There's like a different kind of language that's just slowly circling around. Like, it just that's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, I I did not see a single player game coming out of, because, you know, there's a lot less room for microtransactions in a single player game. So um, that's you, what interests me. Are you guys seeing my screen? Doesn't this screenshot look exactly like that scene in the last Marvel movie, Infinity War? I thought yeah. the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting vibes, Turns out guys. you are Thanos. <laughs> so <laughs> the whole thing. Um, my, the first 30 seconds I was watching this, I was like, this is a superhero game. That's the like. Later on, I was like, oh, it's magic. But like, it really felt like a, a scene, exactly what you're saying. Mm-hmm. A scene from that. It's so cool how like, I don't know, this is, it's interesting. It it reminds me of like one of those things where you don't hear or think about something for a long amount of time and then you see it once and it's almost everywhere, right? And I feel like magic shooters are like on the rise maybe Mm. because becoming a thing, yeah. Yeah, it's becoming a thing because that brings me to my on the radar, which is a medieval VR, uh, which is also a first person shooter, but more magic base. Uh, it's completely re- uh, it's completely built from the ground up for VR, and um, you are like this champion going through trying to take back like these lands and kill all of these evil creatures and things. Um, I mean, it's definitely retro. It's certainly like nineties. No, it's the exact and- same graphics. Yeah, <laughs> it's the exact same graphics. Yeah, it's on the Unreal Engine. Like, it's not realistic at all. That's the kind of engine. Yeah. But it looks like it looks like a bunch of fun, especially in VR. And to do a magic shooter, especially in VR, I think is really fascinating. Um, it's out now. It came out on 420. <laughs> what up? But no, it came out on uh, April 20th. And it's got a introductory offer going on until the 27th. So in four more days, uh, it'll end and it is $18. And so this looks pretty interesting. They have like these, um, they call them like distinct episodes of different areas of settings and enemies and stuff and that you're going through kind of like different I guess seven different levels, like I suppose I'd put. They have they call it ludicrous magical weaponry. And so um it just looks pretty fun and awesome, like a mix of Gorn and Pavlov or something, because it's a shooter and so it just it looks dope. Uh I was surprised to see that there's um jumping puzzles, platforming in it. Because you don't see that very often in VR. There's like a trap where there was blades and you have to duck under one and jump over another. So that was cool. I I haven't seen that a lot. Yeah. It kind of like watching the footage and stuff, it reminds me of like a a mix between Doom, like the original Doom, but like Morrowind. (laughs) So with like things Mm. of Gorn in there since there's like arenas as well, it seems. And so it just seems like a really cool uh, game. And that's a medieval, if you can withstand standing a medieval. Bobby, like to talk? 
Oh, I suppose. <laughs> sure All right. Fun, buddy. The, the only thing I got on the radar this week is uh, the big patch that's coming to Dota 2. Remember that game? Mm-hmm. Um, so they dropped this uh, last Thursday on 420. And it's the biggest patch the game has had in a very long time. It's going to change quite a few things. The most notable thing is the map's going to be 40% bigger. When I heard that, I thought, oh, they're just going to scale the map out. That doesn't sound fun. It's going to take even longer to get the lane or... Uh, no, they're actually expanding the map on the edges, making it 40% bigger. It's basically adding a jungle around the map instead of in between the lanes in the middle of the map. Um, because of this, they're also adding a bunch of other new things. Uh, they're adding teleporters on either side of the map to help you get across Um They are adding two Roshan pits instead of just the one on either side of the map. Uh, A lot more creeps. And the creeps are actually going to scale now. So they will be harder to kill later game. And I don't know, maybe they did drop more XP or gold or whatever. Um, Yeah, I haven't played Dota 2 in a long time, but it's kind of funny because some of the things that they're adding remind me of Heroes of the Storm. So they're adding these things called Watchers. So a big thing... A big difference with Heroes of the Storm when that came out as a MOBA is instead of wards, they used vision points. So, you know, like Smite or any other MOBA, you you have to buy wards and you have to drop them around the jungle and they give you vision so you can see if like an enemy is going to come in and gank you. And I never liked that. I never liked dealing with the shop in general in most MOBAs. But Heroes of the Storm, what they did is they had a, a capture point that you had to stand on and then it gave you vision in that area. The enemy could come over and they could recapture it and it would give them vision. So it created these points that uh, you would have to fight over. So they're adding these things in in Dota 2 and they're going to be called Watchers as well. Hmm. Um, but also they're... Um, God, Heroes of the Storm had a problem early on in, in the game, the the stun lock meta, where the most effective way to play the game was just to take characters that had stuns and to stack them. So uh, one person lands their stun, everybody starts damaging, the other person lands the next stun, and basically you just lock someone from doing anything while you kill them. And it's extremely unfun to uh, or not fun to play against that. Um, and maybe they're having the same problem in Dota 2 because they're drastically reducing stuns. They're just lowering all of them across the board. A lot of times people suggest uh, diminishing returns on stuns, like, okay, if they've recently been stunned, then the next stun doesn't last as long. And for some reason, I, I'd never see games go that route, at least in MOBAs. Um, and they're not doing that here. They're just reducing uh, the time of all stuns and just trying to make uh, make that less of a problem. Um, and yeah, that's, that's incredibly, uh, boring and, and stupid when you play into that. Um, I feel like that's how it was when I was playing league recently too, just like stunned for days. And then you don't even play the game. Like you just take your hands off the keyboard and wait to die. I've got a mechanic that'll fix that, Bobby. The third stun that you're hit by should activate like a super Mario star. So like (laughs) instead of stunning you, you get super powered. If they're yeah. like spamming you with stunts, and then, dude, how how fun! Everybody turns to ghosts, like all the bad guys. <laughs> Maybe that's Speaking what they're worried about with diminishing returns, because eventually it would just be like you're immune to stuns. Yeah, exactly. It's, mm-hmm. it's a slippery slope. Uh, I thought it was fun. Is another Pac-Man reference here? It's like it's funny after how many years of development they get to the point where if you get to one corner of the of the map, I guess you pop out at the other side, right, with the teleporter. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like you're going to need it pack size. Yeah. yeah. Now that they're making it bigger. Yeah. They've also uh, changed a little bit in the way that uh, farming and kills work. So uh, the kills earlier game are going to be worth more to try to encourage people to, to fight more. Um, and farming late game, killing minions is going to be worth less. So it's going to try to... I, I'm wondering if this is trying to speed up the game, like to get people late game to force them to team fight. Um, that's that's always why I liked Heroes of the Storm more than the other MOBAs. It just had more of a focus on fighting. And since I left the game and came back, I found that they even doubled down on that ideology because I think I mentioned this previously, but I'll, I'll bring it up again. Uh, in Heroes of the Storm, when you kill uh, minions, they leave little orbs of XP. So you don't even have to be in lane to get XP. And there's no gold in Heroes of the Storm too. Um, so it's really just the XP from the minions. So that lets you go out and team fight more and then go back to lane and grab the XP. Now it disappears after a while or after a certain period of time becomes worth, worth less, but they're really trying to push people into the, uh, almost like a, what do they call those games? A battle brawler, like battle mm-hmm. right or something where it's just like nonstop fighting. I mean, um, at a certain point it becomes that though, right? I mean, mean, every MOBA does late game. Like, it all just becomes a 5v5 team fight for the most part. Unless, like, I don't know, some games, they do allow, like, these really weird, like, split push comps or or things where you can sneak things. It's it's harder to do that in Heroes of the Storm. But I think in Dota, you can definitely get away with that kind of stuff. Um, Probably League as well. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of interested in going back to Dota now. Like I'm completely over league. I, I had a really bad game and it kind of reminded me how much I don't like that game. <laughs> like, hmm. Why am I playing this? And that always happens. Like I play it for a little bit until I get like too into it and I start thinking strategy and then I'm like, all right, now it's not fun anymore. Um, but I, I don't know. I hate Dota two even more than league. I just, the characters feel so clunky to me and it feels like such a old artifact of a game like when you turn a character around they've got to like stop rotate their body and then move back the other direction i'm like what the hell is this (laughs) like it just feels so clunky bobby it's funny on the notes it says dota 2 but you meant to put heroes of the storm right because you just use it as a (laughs) anytime i talk about mobas vehicle use it as a vehicle (laughs) to bring that up again um uh yeah i think that a, a big role change and you know um mixing something up from an old game can really bring uh, a lot of new people back or, or old people that um, haven't played in a while back yeah. like, like you. And then uh, I w- it's just so funny that this morning I was reading an article about baseball. I guess baseball changed a bunch of rules and oh, yeah, um, pitch timer. Yeah. yeah pitch they're trying timer to speed and, up the game. Yeah. And a few other things. And apparently it's making it way more exciting and people are way more people are watching. So Yeah, it's cut a half an hour off of games, they say. You know, usually a ball game would be like three hours, but and there is a lot of downtime and a lot of that does happen between pitches. So yeah, they've yeah. got I mean the big change is the pitch timer. So I think you've got fifteen seconds between pitches, twenty if there's a runner on base. But it's just to get the game going, man, because it's yeah. just like uh, it was ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, we don't have time to do that. We got video games at home. Why would we be here sitting and baking in the sun, man? Seriously. <laughs> well, speaking right. of baking in the sun, <laughs> what are straight gods? We've <laughs> <laughs> been better off to say speaking of you know sinking in the sun than sunken land. But all right, sure, we'll go. It with is. It's gods. so much better. Let's go to sunken yeah. land. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go to sunken land. 
<laughs> because you bake in the sun because this is water world. There is no shade. Um, it's an interesting, uh, it seems very ambitious. I hope these guys pull this off, uh, but uh, it, yeah, it seems like a lot. So it's a crafting survival game where it's a water world and you start with a little platform and then you go down and dive for um, artifacts to add to your base up top. I think it's a great uh, idea. I mean, uh, as long as they implement it right. Um, and then uh, at a certain point uh, in the videos, um, there's also like guns and they go and like fight zombies on islands. I guess I would imagine the, the tougher loot is out there. Um, conceptually, I think this is great. I don't know if these are the guys to do it. Uh, it, it doesn't look all that hot. Uh, from what I'm seeing, I know I'm not, I'm not just talking about graphics. Um, just some of the ideas um, seem well. A if you go to 30, 30, 34 seconds in the trailer, even though this is a, a game where you have to swim and it takes place all on water, you still have to chop down trees. Apparently, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's when I <laughs> I bow out, out of these games. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you could only chop down so many kelp forests, and before you have to, yeah, you have to bring on land, I guess. Um, but ooh, that's cool—a gyrocopter, Bobby. You back in? <laughs> okay, I'm listening. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, I mean, I hope they pull it off. I just don't know if you know. I really like some things here, and I really don't like some things that I'm seeing. Uh, what about you guys? You guys are the crafting survival guys. What do you? What do you? Uh, what do you think? Well, I'm not. This not looks you. like it's awesome. Yeah, we're not, yeah, yeah, Bobby. We already know you don't like. <laughs> I mean, who trees, are we whereas... referring to as you guys? <laughs> yeah, well, definitely Christian, not you, Christian and Amanda. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. I am all about crafting survival. That's one of my favorite genres. Uh, this looks. I think that looks pretty awesome. It kind of mm. reminds me of PUBG with the graphics and the way that it yeah. kind of looks and shit, um, which that might not bother me depending on how well it is because it's pretty dope that you can like rip around in a jet ski. I would find that very funny. I'd love to make like a little floating metropolis and everybody just gets around with jet skis. I think that'd be hilarious. Um, I wonder, like I saw that they had something that looked a little like a Mosasaur like in the water, but I wonder if... Um, what other kind of creatures uh, lurk in the water because that could be really sick uh, if you've got to worry about that as well and like kind of a fresh take I think on a lot of the crafting survivals and so I don't know I'm going to be keeping an eye on this and that just went right on my wish list so thanks nice yeah yeah Christian you see yourself playing this um I don't know maybe I would want to see what they're doing different than raft is it just they're trying to be a little bit more realistic they're trying to be like seven days to die but water world um well raft, raft is a doesn't top have down, any right? diving I don't think raft has no diving okay no I don't think so I think you just fish it every everything's floating on the top I think how convenient well then if this yeah. is bringing diving to the world then yeah, yeah. I, I mean I'll keep an eye on it I, I think I'm with you it, it uh some of the things struck me as odd watching the trailer, but you know, whatever. It's probably early, and we'll see where it goes. I yeah. mean, look at this base, though. It looks pretty if cool. That's all if that's it does all look like cool. crafted by the player, that's super dope. You were we're talking uh, for those not seeing what we're talking about. It looks like a uh, water world type fort. You know, you have your four walls, and then all of your stuff inside the barrels, the food, all that stuff. It's cool. Yeah, it looks like they scavenged some Victorian. 
furniture from the bottom of the sea. That's great. <laughs> it does look really neat. Yeah. Um, but I'm back on. I'm back on the boat. <laughs> like, I, I like it. I like it. I like it. Yeah, it looks it looks pretty uh pretty cool and looks like you know, it looks like even if you were to fall pretty far astray of uh, mainland, you'll still be all right unlike uh the game that I put which is Stray Gods, the role-playing musical. Um this is it's so it's so weird, I think. I don't know. It's a RPG that's story rich, uh choices matter kind of adventure. It is hand illustrated. I think the artwork looks awesome um, and that they did a good job. And it's a musical, (laughs) which I'm so not used to. I don't think I've ever, you know, it's always interesting to me playing any of the games that have music as a large element of uh, the part of the game. Right. And um, this just looks interesting because you get the options to like bust out in song <laughs> so <laughs> like you can rip out a solo or you can like have everyone sing together and it just seems like a really um kind of new take on on like these story driven rpgs um but like i said the artwork looks really good but what the fuck's it about right well it's about how you are this chick trying to find herself she's a college dropout and she's just trying to find her place in the world However, in this world, there are Greek gods that live among everyone and you don't know who is and who isn't until they reveal themselves as to like whether they're a Greek god or not. And then you can kind of decide who your friends are and, um, you know, really take, you know, you can you can kind of see who you can trust or who's going to end up betraying you and things like that. So this looks like it's going to be a really interesting game, like I said, with the storyline being kind of solid and um you know seeing where your choices go i'm so sold i'm i'm sold 200 percent. you know yeah like this looks awesome my favorite series is that hook gods are among us and they're just regular people trying to go to the grocery store and buy potatoes but you know thor picks up a potato and he crushes it in his hand and he's like "Ugh, i'm not made for this world and like i don't know i just love that interplay like yeah I do too. And I don't know if you noticed, but I have a feeling I know exactly who Zeus is. It was that fucking suave looking goddamn motherfucker, the blonde right there with his shirt out and his pecs showing. And like, yeah, he totally would be the kind of guy that would pick up a guitar like, hey, ladies, I'm going to play something for you. I just love that. This is like an urban fantasy setting. So it just it seems like a like it's going to be a really good story. I hope it's at least on Game Pass as free or like kind of on the cheaper side. I guess I don't know. I have to see how long it actually is going to be. This looks awesome. Bobby, you've acted in a couple of musicals. What do you think? Um, That's a lie. And you know it. (laughs) (laughs) I know you as a singer and a poet. Uh, (laughs) Can you believe he loves story. That's his favorite. Right next to chopping down trees. <laughs> if he can sing while chopping down trees, that's like his best spot. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if this game's for me. It looks interesting and I like the art style, but I, I never make it too far in these types of games. Amelia, would you play this? Uh, no, but I was interested in like what other games are based on musicals. So I did a quick search. Apparently, uh, Muppets Treasure Island from 1996 um nightmare before christmas oogie's revenge in 2004 and then this one sounds pretty cool um 1996 monty python and the quest for the holy grail oh Uh, they had a game for that awesome yeah i guess so it's a cd rom that's bobby's peaked no my my neighbor (laughs) had that game i don't know if it was that particular one but he had a monty python game and it wasn't 
so much a game as just, I don't know, maybe we can look this up to see if this is what I'm remembering. But I remember he had this Monty Python CD-ROM and it was more like an interactive thing. Like you click around and they make funny noises and say lines from the movie. But uh, Yeah, that's what this, this looks like. Yeah, it's not yeah. much of a game. <laughs> yeah. Like so, an wow. interactive website, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So this is kind of the first of its kind since the 90s then is what you're kind of telling me then. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything else. Um, that's cool. I, I mean, there's a bunch, but I yeah, nothing that I'm like, yeah, that's clearly a musical. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I just thought it was odd, you know, it's kind of, like I said, I mean, we don't normally see musicals and video games together. I think music and music being a big component of the game and the gameplay is somewhat rare in a way anyway, but I've been seeing kind of a rise with that, you know, but this is a, a totally different take. So that's kind of cool. Something that uh, I don't, is it a totally different take or is it still the same Lego game, the Lego 2K drive? Tell me about that, Emilio. I think it's so professional. Uh, <laughs> I think it's... um. Uh, so I saw some video. There's not a whole lot. There's no gameplay out there. Uh, very little gameplay. Uh, it is a Lego game that is a racing game. And uh, you can build your own little uh, vehicle however you want. Uh, this is clearly like a kid's multiplayer game. Uh, I, f- I get a sense of like Roblox in there. There's like different. There's like run over the aliens. Um, and there's you know, standard races and there's like all kinds of like goofy little games that you can play inside of it. And I think <laughs> it has like when you're driving, when you're playing um, uh, Horizons, you, you'll you see other people that are like ghosts of other people. It's called the Drivatar, so dumb. But you can kind of like honk at them and then a race will just start between you and them. And then if they're online, it'll actually be them. But then if they're not online, it'll be their drivatar, which is like a representation of their car that, you know, the AI is driving and then you race them. And then whenever you log back in, you can see how your drivatar did when um, when you are offline. And I feel like that's what they're probably going to do here in Lego. Like you'll probably be driving around, you honk at somebody and then a race just starts right there wherever you are because it's it's an open world. You can. um just be driving around doing whatever you want. And then if you see somebody else, it says drive race, anybody, anytime. So I imagine they're going to do something very similar to that. Um, but yeah, I mean, something to play with your kids, uh, seems pretty awesome. The guy uh, in the video makes a uh, hamburger shaped car and just drives that around. And of course, when you crash, the pieces fall off and that's fun too. But I think it's, it's going to be a good kids game. Now that is Late. pod racing, you know? Yeah, <laughs> uh, that would that be yours, dude? Are you gonna make yourself a pod racer? I would love to. I still yeah. miss the uh, Star Wars pod racing game. I played uh, the shit out of that growing up. And me too. I did too. Yeah, it was, it was a good dope. one. I also feel like this game's fine for child-free people too. I mean, did you watch that? That guy was driving a, a jet ski and then it turned into a cockmobile. That sounds pretty child-free to me, dude. That's pretty bitching. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's pretty cool that you could just kind of change your cars like that, or is that just more of the promotional that they're showing in this video? How sure. are they going to stop the time to penis on this? Like, <laughs> obviously, people are going to make penis-shaped cars <laughs> pretty quickly. <laughs> I hope they do. It's it's gonna be like you know instant. It's it's gonna be as soon as there's people probably like designing the code ready to launch as soon as it releases, dude. (laughs) 
<laughs> there, there's like uh, red flags in the code. Like as soon as somebody makes a shaft, a, a cylinder, they're like already <laughs> like red flags are popping up. Like, Sir, this uh, is a kid's game. <laughs> as soon as you're, uh, I don't know, again, yeah, like you were saying, I don't know if that's part of the just the promotional video, but as soon as your car hits water, it automatically transforms into the boat. And then um, I don't know if there's a flying component, but uh, yeah. It's pretty cool. One for kids, it looks like. Or, you know, maybe even. You a hater, dude. Yeah. Fun, kids are hard. fun for anyone who wants to experience Lego racing. Well, dude, exactly. I was I was playing Lego uh, the the what is it called the Saga something the Skywalker Saga yeah oh yeah and I was just like I don't get I don't get it <laughs> <You know? laughs> I don't get it yeah have you fully outgrown Legos in general? Um, it's fucking Mila made uh, Fox the uh, the Phoenix yesterday. Um, it's awesome. It's so cool. Uh, it's like, I don't know, maybe like 20 inches tall or something like that. Oh, wow. And, and you can, you, there's a lever on it and you pull the lever and the wings flap, but they don't flap like a little shitty toy, like full, like, like a bird would flap. It's really, really cool. I might go grab it and show it to you guys. That's dope. You guys are talking. Yeah. Well, that sounds cool. (coughs) Yep. You're not as cool as highlights, which are games that we have played and uh, we want to talk about. Is that what we say? I don't know. That's right. Bobby, uh, don't talk too much about the Super Mario Brothers movie. I, uh, j- I'm i going to watch it right after this, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's you can't really spoil that movie. That, that's the only thing I got to talk about, so maybe we should have someone else go first here because it looks like you guys have lots to talk about. I mean, the only thing that... I've had like a super busy week. Next week's going to be better, but then the week after that's going to be terrible as well. But um, it's just been a lot of like Sea of Thieves, mainly for me. I did hit Pirate Legend, so now I can do the Athena quest and uh, been having a lot of fun experiences there. But that's kind of been my gaming week aside from the movie I'll talk about later. Did you buy the uh, the <laughs> the pass system? What are they The plunder pass? The plunder no. pass. I still fucking love that so much. I, it gets yeah. me every time. I'm like in the shower and I'm like the the plunder pass. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's uh, it's got alliteration. It it works. It's on brand. Yeah, it's a great. Uh, they nailed it. No, I might get the plunder pass though because apparently, so you know the way that seasonal passes work all the time is that you you unlock stuff as you play the game, but then if you pay a certain fee, then you unlock more stuff. Uh, this actually has a third layer where if you are a pirate legend and you've paid for the plunder pass, you unlock even more stuff. So now there's even more of an incentive for me to get it for this season. And I've maxed it out. So I don't know. I might. It'd be a pretty good deal. I kind of see why they did that, too, because I feel like people at the higher end don't get as much. They already put in the work, right, to get it to that level. They're trying to attract the so, VIPs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're about to get Bobby. Dude. <laughs> You're about to get Bobby. Like you, you are doing a damn good job on your promotional right. material. Um, I played. I, I'm glad Nick's not on this, so he wouldn't uh, immediately disown him, disown me as his uncle. Uh, I played Atomic Heart on um, Game Pass. Um, he came on and he was saying that a YouTuber from Ukraine 
came out with this video um, and just kind of threw threw these guys under the bus about being um, malware, about um, being propaganda, about, you know, just basically anything. But, you know, you got to also look at who you're getting your information from. They're at war right now. Obviously, they're going to be... Um, he has a lot of incentive to find the worst shit about this and put it out there or whatever, just trying to hurt a Russian developer. I don't know. I don't know where it's at. I very much doubt that I was going to contract uh, some malware through Game Pass. I think um, once you put that second layer on there, I'm guessing. I don't know. But uh, I'm thinking it's, <laughs> I'm thinking Game Pass does not want to get the shit, their, their selves sued into oblivion. So, um, yeah, I played it. And... I'm glad I did. Um, it is right away. I, I was feeling vibes from Bioshock Infinite. Like, you know, you, you're, it's even a floating city. Funny enough. Um, they're kind of like islands, not really a city and you can fl- uh, go in between them. But uh, yeah, you go there and it's like this utopia and uh, the, obviously everybody's, um, dominated by an ideology you know and technology is the new god and 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 it looks great it's working out great until you know till it doesn't and um as far that that whole part i mean i really enjoyed the whole intro that ever since half-life where you have that long train ride and you're just like looking at all these cool things everywhere around and it's been done on so many games and it's it's done on this game. You're on a boat and you're coming into the city and you know, it just, it's such a great way to introduce you to a world because you can't, you're on rails and all you can do is look and experience and you can't. It's the same thing that what half-life one or two did when you have the tram ride at the beginning. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's just, you know, I loved it. it. It was so well done. And, and I'm like, I'm glad to get a video game from a different culture. You know, it's just a little off and I'm not saying it's bad or good. It's just a little different. And that's great. Seeing, seeing a different look from, from uh, a different perspective, I guess. Um, some of their, you know, it's retro future, futuristic, but their, their shape, their use of shapes, certain shapes, like round shapes, um, in, in this like techno world is really interesting. Uh, anyway, I love, love the whole world of it. Um, I liked, um, the comedy is funny cause it's a bit raunchy and, and it's refreshing. Like I haven't seen that in a long time. Uh, cause one of your, <laughs> the robot that upgrades your guns and your abilities is also a sex bot. And so, it's like constantly trying to jerk you off while you're trying to upgrade your guns and you have to like calm it down and be like, no dude, like I I want you to fix my guns. So you hack it. But every time he's, he's like, fuck, I don't want to deal with this bitch again. It's hilarious because it has all these like weird hands and stuff. It's great. I was laughing out loud. And then the, I think a little bit's lost in translation. Um, The guy, cause the main character is just cussing all the time and, and it, it, there's a there's like too much fucks in it in a way where like they were just using it because that's how they 
think we speak or something like that or the translation was off but anyway it makes it more funny it's like when you watch something dubbed incorrectly not to that extent but like it's funny there, there's parts where the fucks don't fit and it makes it better um, the fucks always fit in come on <laughs> the fucks always fit um <laughs> Uh, besides that, uh, it's Bioshock. I mean, um, you know, you have your guns, you can upgrade your guns, uh, you have your abilities, and you can upgrade your abilities. And I haven't got to the point where, like, I'm mixing them up too much. Like, I am shocking um, shocking the robots and then hitting them with an axe and stuff like that. But um, there's not too much swapping right now. And in Bioshock, I feel like you're, you got your abilities... Um, kind of doled out to you at the pace and that they wanted and this one you can get anyone you want right as long as you um, spend your points on that one so they're all there like you can go straight into pyromancy if you want or you can go into the shield build or whatever you want there's there's no it doesn't matter so uh in something like bioshock you got the freeze ray when you needed the freeze ray because there was fire minions or whatever the fuck. And in this one, it's just like, figure it out. You go ahead. Uh, the combat's good. Uh, I'm enjoying the hell out of it. I think it's a very good game. Yeah. Despite all political stuff. It looks beautiful. It definitely is giving me Bioshock Infinite vibes. That's for sure. Yeah. And that's a good thing. It's been a long, oh, yeah. long time since, it's been 10 years since Bioshock Infinite? Probably. So 2013. Yeah. 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 And the whole thing with unlocking the powers late in game. Um, I never liked that too in Bioshock because what would happen is they give you an ability early in the game and you learn how to work with that ability and how to combo with it. And you get used to this pattern that you have of killing enemies. And then they introduce this other one later in the game. And yeah, there may be some opportunities or enemies that it works better against. But for the most part, it's like, I've already figured out my combo. Like this, this is working just fine. The whole shock them and then run in with a wrench and kill them. Like that's just how I've learned to play the game the entire time. And now you're like, well, try pyromancy. And it's like, well, why would I? I, I already know how to do this. So Yeah, not just that, but those abilities are already um, maxed out. You've already maxed mm-hmm. out your freeze ray or whatever it is. And this one, you kind of get to fuck around with more than one option, which is good. Um, yeah, graphically great. Uh, yeah, I got nothing bad to say about it, except for it being a little rushing quirky. And I love the rushing quirkiness. Look at this. Like, what are we watching here? <laughs> so strange. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh... That was that was uh, that was uh, that was really something. I don't know. <laughs> kind of, it's like it's this dude neat. that looked like a unicorn almost, like just inserted his horn into like I don't know the gut of a woman-shaped robot and like almost unzipped her up. That that was weird. Yeah, that was odd. That was an odd experience we all had together. Uh, and speaking of odd experiences that one could have when you're playing together, uh, I'm going to move right into my game that I played, which is Valheim. I revisited it. Uh, 180 hours was not 180 hours Damn. was not enough. Um, so <laughs> I'm back because they have the Mistlands out, which has been out for a hot minute. But to me, these kind of games, especially crafting survivals, it's all about the fucking community. I love the community. If you can get a good group of people all playing together and sync, and so. Um, 
I joined one of the listeners, Fastidious, has his own server. And so I've joined his community and they've built, it's bringing me back, Christian, to like when we started and had our own like DLG one because they too have like an entire town center and like almost this like commune going on like everybody has their own little plot of land that's like stacked on a hill so we're designing like a city on a hill and it's just it's lovely we've got a like seaport and oh, a seaport <laughs> trade i know we're opening up possibilities yeah. for the village that is so great that's right yeah <laughs> it's so and it's it's a uh, it's i guess like gated kind of how we're doing it which is like everybody agrees on when we're all going to be together to complete the boss because as you know with Valheim whenever you complete one of the bosses it makes all the enemies harder in the game and so this way everybody kind of gets a shot to really get up to around the same area that's why it's gated like that instead of you know, we learn from our mistakes. I learned from my mistake. I, I went in too hard uh, with this game when it first came out. And so now it's kind of nice to kind of like pull it back a little bit and be like, okay, all right, it's coming back, but like in steps. <laughs> so I don't know. Would you uh, revisit this game, Christian? Oh, 100%. But I'm sticking by my guns that I'm revisiting it on 1.0 so I don't burn myself out. It's too awesome, you know? I run into things that are too awesome all the time, and I just have to look at my life and say, can I handle this awesomeness right now? And usually, no, I can't. I can't handle the awesomeness. (laughs) I have to uninstall it. I have to get it away from me. And Valheim is like that. So if I'm going to put all that time into it again, it needs to be, I think, my last time in it. And I... Because of that, I want it to have everything that they were going to put in it. So, totally, fair. yeah, yeah, it's totally fair, right? Because uh, most likely on one everything's going to get wiped, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, these at the end of the day, I think crafting survivals are all like that and all the same. Like I've, I think I've stated before, they remind me so much of like Zen gardens or designing a mandala or something like that. You put a ton of time into these intricate little things and designs, and then. Poof, it's just gone. Wipe it. Wipe it clean. That's life, though. We spend a ton of time working on shit, developing holly- hobbies, like building birds, relationships, building birds. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then and then it's just, you know, life changes. Exactly. And it's like, yeah, it's like Legos. You spend all this time designing. That flapping like is that so Phoenix. awesome. And it's so dope. Yeah. Like and and then, you know, it'll get disassembled one day. Bro, if Emilio broke that like the cup, I would I would I would quit this podcast forever. Oh God, right? <laughs> that would be yeah, so sad. Wow. It looks Amazing. awesome. Nice. Yeah. Good job, Mila. That is beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, he was just showing us the Phoenix that uh, Mila built in Legos and how it you can know you kind of crank it like a, uh, what, a musical box or something and it rotates its wings and it flies. It's awesome. It plays the Harry Potter theme when you do it too. Wow. No, I was joking. <laughs> that would be awesome. It's it's the heavy metal version. It's like yeah. oh, it's metal doom, as fuck. Doom, doom, doom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um and so, you know. I have no idea what the fuck uh, lunacid is about or lunacid. What is it? I don't know. <laughs> is it something you take? I, and here's the worst part, dude. I played it for like an hour and I still don't know what it is. Honestly. Awesome. Yeah. So I talked about it last week where, you know, sometimes these games are overwhelmingly positive. And um, it, a lot of the times they're like an homage to a past game. And this that's exactly what this game is. Um, it's an homage to something called King something. Um, but it's from from software. Um, the guys that make like um, 
the Dark Souls series. But before they made any Dark Souls games, they made this this game, uh, or the game that this is trying to emulate, which is called King something. I, I don't remember what it is. And um, so I was like, well, I don't know. 1,500 people can't be wrong. Um, so I gave it a shot. And I, I get uh, that it's difficult, for sure, um, in the way not like the combat is difficult or um, it's complex or anything, but uh, there's no map and you're in a dungeon, uh, like a maze dungeon. And so, and I had been drinking a little bit, not like I was drunk or anything, but I was, I was fucking completely lost. Like I could not, and I just kept running around in the same tunnel over and over and over. And I'm not even going to take any points away from it for its graf- graphics or for the sound. The sound was awful. Um, I was down. I was down for an adventure. But um, I need a map, man. I'm old. Like, uh, give me some GPS or something. And so I can't experience the game <laughs> if I can't progress. Like, I'm literally lost. Um, maybe uh, I'm going to give it one more shot because maybe I was, you know, wrong or something. It's a time to enlist a cartographer beside you or some help or some aid. Yeah, it could be. It could be like one yeah. of those games that are, you know, it's like mist yeah. where you had to take notes and stuff. Um, but, you know, it's not at the pace of mist. Um, but yeah, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe I have to cartographify my own adventures. I don't know. <laughs> I want to show you guys. Oh, yeah, I put it. I posted it. So the cat's making noise right here. So I was going to grab it, move it, but. She already taught me that I can't grab her and move her because she fucked me up last time, man. Like, I had a huge bruise. I don't bruise very easily. Like, I get hit by stuff all the time. One scratch, and I had this huge bruise, but it's gone now. That's the cat poison. That's the little bit of the yeah. litter box mixture in the in the mm-hmm. cut. <laughs> cat scratch. So I can't recommend it. Um, but you know, if you want to see the origins of the Dark Souls series, I don't. I wouldn't even call it that because it's the combat is definitely not that um but yeah i don't know if it if it has if you played that king's game and you like that maybe you'll like this but other than that i can't recommend. overwhelmingly positive wow that's what i'm saying hmm. maybe i'm wrong you know i've been wrong before how I'm, much is this game seven bucks oh yeah. So, yeah that's the other thing defending it really well but cool. that's enough from me well uh, speaking of defending, I will defend the Elder Scrolls Online as being a wonderful MMO all goddamn day. I'm getting back into it. Um, Necrom is going to be coming out, I think, in uh, a month, I want to say. Um, yeah, and so it is, uh, yep, obviously Elder Scrolls MMO. Uh, it's been out for a long time. They just celebrated their nine-year anniversary uh, and had their little jubilee uh, celebration. And I love coming back to this game every time they do the celebrations. It's fun. There's always a lot more people around. So it makes things like dolmens, which are like the oblivion gates coming down and just massive mobs like that you have to clear um, with a whole bunch of random strangers. Super fun. It makes PvP fun. And it makes like a lot of just the um, starter areas really active and a blast to revisit and it's always uh interesting to me and something i always love so much about this game is there's so many different ways to play it like i just started playing with one of my buddies uh who is an avid pvp and like mmo and he's got like all the right add-ons and all the right shit and every time i play with him it's just like i just feel like we're sliding through 
lukewarm butter like it's just <laughs> everything is super easy and it's like we just sync together i mean i've been playing this game for the whole nine years that it's been out and so with the two of us together it's like nothing is hard but that kind of takes away and it feels like you're cheesing the game because the way that i've always played eso is i've played it like it was skyrim i love playing this game solo and in first person and kind of just diving in unless i go to dungeons or pvp because obviously you want that 360 view around yourself to make sure no uh you know no gankers come and get you and fuck you up from behind so you gotta watch your six but otherwise this game is so much fun to me to play in first person and to just really dive into the story it's very obviously heavy on dialogue where it needs to be and uh, i've really enjoyed so many of the various dlcs like right now i'm going through with another friend and we're kind of playing it like it is skyrim and we're just going through the whole vardenfell story and i feel super nostalgic because morrowind is to this day the best fucking game I've ever played and the game that got me really addicted into video games was Elder Scrolls 3 Morrowind. And so to go back and have that nostalgic factor of riding around on a Dwemer Dwarven, like a, you know, spider and, and like seeing Vivek, who I had like a massive crush on when I was a kid, like very <laughs> accessible and being able to talk to him, you know, that sexy war poor, uh, war poet, sorry. And, you know, it's just, yeah, right there, they just showed Vivek. And so like, I love, I love this game. This game is, I will always Always come back to it at some point or another play it for a while and then kind of get distracted probably with some bullshit like Valheim and then you know come back to this at some point but it's just it continues to be great with the stuff that they're putting out and I'm super excited for Necrom so I'm getting getting back into it they uh I think you nailed exactly how I like to play MMOs that I never really thought about it <clears throat> I like to solo I like to solo a lot uh, it, until it's time for like raiding and dungeons. And then that's where the multiplayer comes in. Uh, that's exactly how I like to play it. I feel like you're just waiting around in town for people. Like you could waste hours just fucking waiting around. I'd rather just go and adventure, you know, Absolutely. it feels more of an adventure when you're solo and then uh, cooperatively in a dungeon. Um, it's more of like, um, I don't know. It's fun for sure. Um, it's just a different kind of, game at that point it's but yeah i'd rather style. yeah exactly uh what's your class what do you play uh at the moment i am checking out the necromancer um i think the necromancer came out with shit it might have been high aisles i can't remember what dlc or expansion the necromancer class came out with but uh i've been trying that i have with my one buddy i'm going more of like a sorcerer damage route of like a grave lord and like summoning and things like that and then on the one where i am playing the game pretty close to solo or at least diving in i want to read the books i want to like get into every single container and just get lost like that character is actually a necro tank which I've never tried mm. that. Um, but you can use bones as armor and beef up. And I turn into this like colossal bone warrior creature as like wow, my ultimate. Awesome. And it's fucking sick. <laughs> so uh, I normally don't tank uh, in games, but I figure, you know, I've been playing this game for so long. Like, why not? I, I typically sit and play healer Templar. Like that's my, my jam is that otherwise I'm a really big fan of sorcerer or I like being uh, an assassin. However, I've never really fucked with a tank. And so I'm like, why not? <laughs> yeah. So it's after been all really those years, fun. why not? Mm hmm. It's been a lot of fun too. I'm like, I'm like, oh shit! Why haven't I tanked earlier? This is a blast. <laughs> uh, speaking of Bethesda type games, I know that's actually made by Zenimax, right? Yes. Um, but um, this was some news that came out. 
So in the newest Fallout 4 update on Steam, uh, there repeatedly features the term New Vegas 2 on the chains list, whatever that means. So that keeps popping up. And so, um, yeah, the term uh, multiple times throughout this update, it there's just like this subtext that says New Vegas 2. So I don't know. They haven't confirmed anything. Um, sometimes games or sometimes studios just kind of do this. Uh, who was it? I think every time they data mine anything from Valve, there's all kinds of weird shit in there, like yeah. Half-Life 3, but they're just trolling, you know? I don't know if that's what this is. but Just generating I, hype for Redfall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think... Um, New Vegas uh, has its own cult, cult following. I mean, people really love that game. It's a, it's I, an amazing game, to be fair. Like, it was definitely my favorite of the Fallout series. I wish I got into it as much. It's it's It was just dumb prejudice on my part, you know, because it was made by a different company. And when I played it for the first... I love Fallout 3. It was my favorite game of all time for a very long time. It's so then when one. New Vegas came out, it was built by somebody else and then it didn't play the same right off the bat and I was like, what is this? This is so weird and it just turned me off and I never went back and I regret it because obviously it was a great game. Yeah, but I get that because like, I go back and forth too with Fallout 3 and New Vegas. I mean, like I feel like New Vegas is my favorite, but it is kind of splitting a hair almost. And so, But I liked that it was different. That was part of why I liked it so much. Um, and I was clearly wrong when uh, Team Fortress 2 came out. I was like, this is a Team Fortress classic? Like, this is so weird. I don't, I'm playing the, like a video, uh, like a cartoon. This, I, I don't like this at all. And then obviously it's one of the greatest games of all time now. So, yeah. Sometimes change is good. I think this, right. this follow thing's got to be a troll. Like, to publish a Steam Depot with the name new vegas 2 as like an update to new vegas like that's got to be someone having a laugh it could be or maybe an awesome pr stunt too like subtle yeah Yeah. only time will tell only time will tell and speaking of things that are repeating uh time you know especially every time you die uh tell me some (laughs) bit more you get a little bit further in returnal no actually the opposite so i took about two and a half weeks off and uh i I guess it's a credit to the game. Uh, it is a difficult game. And at two and a half weeks off, fucking, you can tell. Shit, I couldn't do anything. I was, I couldn't even get 20% of the way of where I was before. Like, my skills fell off so hard. Um, yeah, so now I know that I can't, I can't not return to Returnal. Like, I, you need to play almost daily to keep those skills up to get anywhere. Because... I am not slicing and dicing. I am. It's so bad. It's so bad. So just some something to think about on certain games. Like, oh, like it, uh, was it Doom Eternal? I left that for a month and I came back and I was like, oh, I cannot play this game anymore. I almost have to like start this game over to relearn how to play this game. Um, I won't do. It hasn't been that long. Returnal. I, I think it'll come back, uh, but I do want to finish it. So now I know that I have to continuously play it in order to finish it. So sorry. What is what is finishing Returnal uh, encompass? Is there like, uh, yeah? What does that mean? Well, well, there there's two game play loops, right? There's the Tower of Sisyphus, which is basically um, like a Binding of Isaac type uh, roguelike. And I don't know what the end of that means, and I don't 
really care. Like uh, it's just that's just, I'm just there for the action. And then the other side is um, this story. I don't want to say a story heavy, but it's very um, mysterious. There, there is a there is definitely a, a narrative that they're pushing, and they they keep teasing at it, but you don't know what is going on. Um, things from your psyche are showing up in the on the planet. So you'll see, like your house, your house that you, that you grew up in is in the planet that you're stuck on. So, like, why is that there? And then um, you'll have a lot of, like, flashbacks to hospitals and stuff like that. Um, I think I know what's going on, but, yeah, there's definitely a, a story that, that's going on. And she's going crazy. Um, as you're playing, you know, you're constantly finding dead bodies of your former clones or whatever they are over and over and over. And then sometimes you fight yourself and kill yourself, and she's kind of dealing with that and what that means like am i killing myself am i killing like is that other person just trying to achieve what i'm achieving and that's super interesting i didn't know that there was this uh story element to it i just kind of thought it was a really well done like action first person roguelike no man it's like a deep psychological that's amazing wow that makes me want to play it awesome it's my it's my game of the year for sure uh, you well, could probably I, play yeah. it off of mine, Christian. I'm not playing this game. I don't like it. <laughs> okay. That's because we of got the every... difficulty, though, right? Days, would you say? It's it's too difficult, and dude, like, oh, it makes me rage if I have to, like, play the same fucking level every single time mm. just to beat a dude because it's hard. Like, because it's hard, and that's the reason. Like, I don't like that. Well, you know, I never yeah. liked Dark Souls because of that. And so, like, yeah, it's just not my style of game. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. It looks beautiful. But That's why we can all come it. together here, different strokes, you know, and we can all have a great time. And I yeah, think if I'm going to waste time, I want to waste it chopping down trees, you know, yeah. some really hard. Stuff. <laughs> yeah, That's what exactly. I want It's really difficult things yeah. like chopping down trees and building a shed. All right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bo- Bobby, a uh, question for you. What to this day are the best graphics you've seen on your computer? Not on a video, but like processing on your processing processors. Processing on my processor. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. Maybe the Star Wars game, Battlefront Two. But me uh, too, dude. How how has it been? What uh, I don't know. Eight years? That's a guess. Six years. Twenty seventeen. Yeah. And it's still the fucking best graphics we've seen. Yeah, it's insane to me. Well, I even loaded up Cyberpunk. I thought, you know, maybe I'll, now that I've got the equipment, maybe I'll give this game another shot. And I mean, the graphics were all right. They weren't like, actually, they they didn't even look that impressive. But what's impressive is just the amount of models and people and how it feels like you're in a lived in world. It's not necessarily the fidelity of the graphics. Um, Then I sat through like a three and a half minute cutscene, just nonstop dialogue. And I was like, all right, I'm out can't do this anymore. i mean that's just the beginning of the game though right <laughs> no no dude it? i jumped into the middle of a game uh like i picked up on a, a save and i felt like i needed to restart because all my talents had been reset you know they've done so much to the game since i last played it so i would have had to reset all my talents anyway um but i was like all right i'll just do a mission i'll just jump into this like uh, side quest or main mission whatever's closest and then this just this dude wouldn't stop talking i was like just let me know who you want me to kill, man. Like I'll go kill this guy. I don't need like a fucking 
Too five much chapter story about this. And it just like went on and on and on. And I'm just like, I have no idea who you're talking about or what. Like it just, it, it was like an abrupt way to jump back into the game. So maybe if I started again, it would be better. But I do remember, like I did have a problem with the, the game even before just taking a long time like you have to go into this bar you have to meet someone they like tell you like there's a lot of small talk like they order drinks <laughs> like i'm like just give me the fucking mission bro like come on i want to go Isn't shoot people skip? yeah 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 and at first i'm like okay all right you know line of dialogue all right this is interesting then eventually i start like doing the fast read i'm like okay and then eventually i'm just like skip 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 and then i'm just like what am i even doing dude like what why am i even playing this game wow (laughs) like i feel i i don't know it's such a I, I do not sync well with that game. It just does not work for me. I think me. I remember that quest with the dialogue in the middle of the game, and he says uh, at the end of his spiel, uh, he says he hates the forests, and he sends you out to go chop them. So maybe you're not missing. <laughs> you're not missing <laughs> okay. too much, you know? <laughs> Tag team, send me out there. Tag team. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, All right. Well, that is up. That is it for. Oh, I don't think we talked about. uh, No, we didn't talk about the movie. Brothers. I got to talk. Oh, sorry. (laughs) The Super Mario Bros. movie. So I I went and saw it. And yeah, it's it's pretty good, man. Like it's full of video game references for anyone who's played any Super Mario game. And I mean, Mario games have been around since like the early 80s. That's like the iconic video game character. So like just about anybody, if you've played video games at any point in your life, you can relate to this movie on some level. Uh, and it is just jam packed. There are so many references. A lot of them you're not going to catch. A lot of them are really tiny in the background. Uh, I noticed a few of them, like uh, he's playing this game called Jump Man at a certain point, which is like an early version of Mario. Uh, Luigi's ringtone is the GameCube startup sound. Uh, he goes to a place called Punch Out Pizzeria, and in the background, there's pictures up on the wall of like Glass Joe and all the other Punch Out mm-hmm. characters. Just throughout the entire movie, it's constantly like this. But it, the animation also has that real punchy humor, kind of like Cloudy with the Chance of Meatballs. I think works so well in animation, so it's it's pretty enjoyable. And at 90 minutes, it breezes by, so it doesn't. Even though like the it, it's not it's a kids movie and it's not terribly involved in any way with the story, it goes by quick enough that you don't get too bored. Um, and the story is pretty standard; like they just stuck to the basics, which I appreciate. Like, you got these two plumbers; they start, uh, you know, they live in Brooklyn. They get teleported to this strange new world where they've got to save it from Bowser. Like it doesn't get it doesn't overcomplicate it like the first Mario movie. Um, when this movie first was announced and the trailer came out, everybody was talking about Chris Pratt and not doing the Italian accent, right? I thought, now that I've seen the movie, I understand why there was the confusion. So the movie starts right off the bat with a commercial for Super Mario Brothers plumbing, and they're doing the accent. It's a Mia Mario, you know, they're doing the Italian accent. And then at the end of the commercial, it, the camera pulls out. It reveals Mario and Luigi. They're watching the commercial. Then they start talking about how great it was and how they're going to get all this business from it. And they're talking in normal speaking voices. And Mario, I think, even says, uh-huh. like, do you think the the accent was too much? And Luigi's like, no, nah, it was great. So, like, they're real guys playing up the Italian, you know, the, the Italian plumber side for, um, for the commercial. Um, That's hilarious, actually. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. Like, I, I did enjoy it. <laughs> 
enjoy the movie. And of course, um, Jack Black's performance as, uh, as Bowser was great. And he's got a little part where he sings. Um, that Peaches game, uh, song has exploded. It's yeah, like, yeah. And I saw that song. I saw the music video by Jack Black before I saw the movie. And I didn't think much of it. I'm like, oh, that's kind of funny. Then I saw the movie and there's like, oh, there's context to it. Now it's just all over YouTube. It's like piano tutorial for Peaches song. Yeah. Um, and it's <laughs> just him like it, saying Peaches. Uh, no, no. It's not very difficult. I could probably learn it. But um, the other thing too that uh, that I noticed about this movie is in the original Mario game, you got a plumber from Brooklyn in a strange world trying to rescue a princess, right? And obviously, you can't do the whole damsel in distress rescue a princess thing these days, like especially in a kids movie. Uh, so the princess, it's actually Luigi who gets ported to like the bad area and gets captured and needs to be rescued in this, and the princess is kind of like. Uh, working with Mario and uh, and I'm like I, I'm watching this and I'm like I totally get why I did this and I don't I, I feel like I would have heard about like some pushback on this but I haven't really like I'm surprised this wasn't like a talking point for Tucker, right, Tucker right, Carlson right. or something you know like um, but uh, are princesses doing the rescuing now? Is that <laughs> what we're <laughs> supposed to believe? Jesus. Breaking apart the family unit, guys. Oh, God, God. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm just surprised there wasn't a little more controversy about this. But uh, it, it's funny how these things like blow up over kids' movies, uh, at least in the Twitter world. Like I'm not on Twitter, so maybe I'm just not aware of all this. Um, but. There was one thing I'm watching the entire movie and there were a few things where I'm just like, I don't get that reference. And I think it's because maybe I didn't play the later Mario game. So there's a part where he gets a cat suit where he's fighting Donkey Kong and he gets a cat suit. And I'm like, I remember the Tanuki suit. I remember the frog suit. Didn't see that in the movie. No frog suit. But I don't remember a cat suit. But I looked it up and yeah, I guess in like Super Mario 3D Galaxy or whatever, like it's a recent thing. He gets a cat suit. Um, There Uh, was no Yoshi though, but... Let, let me just say, stay after the credits and then you'll see the, uh, they've got a post credits scene that I think teases a, um, a sequel and, uh, also has Yoshi in it kind of to a certain extent, but there's gotta be a sequel to this movie. It did really well financially. It was the and biggest it's, it, animated movie opening ever. Yeah, it, it did really well. It, it also is just a good movie. Like it just works at many levels for like old gamers and also young kids. There's no way they don't make a sequel because there's so much more that they can do with this. Um, like there's a million stories they could tell in this world. So I, I don't know. And I got a feeling the sequel might even be, be better too. Um, but yeah, man, good time. Uh, Emilio, you said you're going to see this movie soon. In 3d at one o'clock. Yeah. Nice. Oh, in 3d. Yeah. There were some awesome. scenes. So I'm watching the movie and I'm just like, was this supposed to be in 3D? This seems like like one of those uh, shots they do just to play up the 3D-ness of it. So I'm sure it's going to look great in that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, looking forward to that for sure. There was a coworker that I had that went and saw it in like 4D with the moving seats oh, and yeah. like shaking in the – it like <laughs> – she said it was insane. She went back and saw it again. <laughs> 4D. That's awesome. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I think that would be epic to see that. I remember, I've only seen one movie like that. It was Book of Eli. And uh, it was like, why would it? Right? But uh, I don't know. It was like a promotional thing. It's so and there's this random. part where like, 
uh, he kills something with an arrow, right? So it, like he knocks and he pulls it back, and your seat goes to the left as he's like, oh, uh, pulling the bow Ooh. back, and then he shoots the arrow, and your seat goes like that, and then it hits the deer, and then it fucking hits like that. I was like, that's pretty. Oh wait, I'm the deer. Cool. Ah! Happened, I'm dude. the deer. Uh, you're first you're the arrow and the bow and then you're the oh game. wow it's fucking cool that's man. cool i have a great story that's about dope. book of eli that i won't tell now but it involves me eating a whole tray of brownies and almost dying so uh <laughs> that movie is ptsd for me uh <laughs> you wait you wake up every morning he was actually blind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh okay so uh plug plug your time if you liked any of the games that we talked about or any of the games that we talked about on previous episodes, you know what you can do? You can go to Steam. You can tell those people that you love their game. You can leave a positive review and you can hashtag it, hashtag DLG bump, just to let them know, you know, that we talked about it and that influenced uh, your decision to play it and enjoy it. And if you do that, take a picture, send it to me in Discord and I'll share it with everyone. And I love doing that. I love seeing kind of the impact we can have, especially on smaller developers. So if you do, thank you. Yeah, thank you. And also, too, you can find our Discord by going to dlgaming.net, and there should be a link to the Discord there. And the final plug, uh, or maybe the final, but another plug I have is DLGCon. I'm going to start talking about it a lot more. We've got, we're looking at houses. After this, we're going to whittle them down before I launch them for um, you guys, the listeners, or those that are interested in going can vote on which house that you want. Um, and so t- stay tuned for that for this week. Uh, and like I said, keep a, keep an eye out on the DL gaming or sorry, the DLG con planning uh, channel that's in discord, because that is where the information is going to be. It, it will be the first weekend of November of November. Sorry, I'm tongue twisted today, apparently. Um, and so uh, the first weekend of November is when it will be. That is Friday, the third, fourth, fifth and sixth is what we're looking at. Um, that was voted on in the discord. And so that is going to be the weekend in beautiful San and so Diego to in beautiful. I'll San be coming Diego, from like so. three feet of snow to hopefully nice weather. Is it nice in San Diego in November? No idea. On average, it's in the 70s. No, don't, so don't know what that means. Cold, hot. Oh, it's the uh, nice. 1970s. It's very nice. It's a lot of disco. Yeah. A lot of yeah, drugs. It's, it's very nice. But the 70 uh, Fahrenheit is 21 Celsius, if that helps you. And anyone Wonderful. Else With the real temperature. Yeah. Thank you, Days, that I could have looked up yeah, myself. Absolutely. <laughs> it's all good. Well, I figure we probably got some listeners that might want to know that, too. But either way, you know what? It's fucking nice for November. That's what it That's is. Beautiful. So, That's beautiful. It's going to be weather. San Diego. Yeah. Yes. And so, yeah, stay tuned for that. And so you'll be hearing a lot more about, uh, about that. But I wanted to give a little update. And so, yeah. Do we have any subs, Bobby? Uh, we did. King Tyron, eight months. He says, thank you for being the best gaming podcast in the world. I mean, we know we're number one in Estonia. Actually, I think number six, but we're, we're big in Estonia, guys. <laughs> Frequently, we Hell peak yeah. the charts in Estonia. Sure. <laughs> I don't know about the world, but... but thank that country you. still exists. Like, the only time I ever hear about Estonia is on here. <laughs> when, we, when, we, when we top their charts, yeah, it still exists. Oh, my God. Yeah. Not anymore, man. You don't even acknowledge them. <laughs> yeah, That's where our next DLG con should be, actually. Yeah. Thank you to our seven Estonia. listeners in Estonia. We appreciate it. Estonia. Yeah. Uh, oh, boy. 
All right, let's get to some listener questions. So we still have that one for Nick, but he's not here today. So let's move right into one from Zap. Follow up from last week. What are your dates of birth and your mother's maiden name? Do they, yeah. do people still use mother's maiden names as like the uh, the security questions? Not as much, but it's still there for it's sure. There. I think it's government still, still uses it. Yeah, uh, okay, but yeah, not as much for sure. Hmm. Usually, yeah. it's the SSN now. Yeah. Do you, get, and, do you have uh, a social security number, Christian? I know it's not called that, but are you assigned the number as soon as you It born? is called a social insurance number, and we have them. Sins. We're all sinners up Sins. here. Yep. That one's better than SSN. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. one of many perks. So. <laughs> um, I will give the first three numbers of mine, kind of. I'm not going to give it, but uh, my Why? the area code for my where i live is also the first three numbers of my oh it's like a puzzle so, it's like a doxing so puzzle find it out <laughs> so yeah. i'll start so i'll start like giving it to people and they'll be like no not your phone number and i'll be like no no it's not my phone number it's my ssn but and then it's a whole fucking <laughs> you're like i swear i'm not stupid you're being stupid yeah <laughs> i was at a, I was a friend's house they would not believe that that was it they were like no dude you're confusing i was like guys i know I wasn't even born in this area code. Anyway. My hmm. birthday is my social security number. I'm just kidding. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> that would be actually much more wild. I don't know. There's. I feel like you. it's it's hard to top, you know, your your phone number being pretty much your social security number, too. Yeah. That's, that's pretty wild. Speaking of, like, I, I never got this, and Sam's guilty of this, and a lot of people are. There, there'll be, like... No, don't do that. I don't want them to know where I live. And I always think, like, what's special about you that, like, they care? Like, all these houses are all filled with people. Like, if they're going to steal something, they could just, why is it you? I don't get it. Like, why you don't want them? Yes, obviously, us on the fucking, uh, like, big in Estonia, we have to be very careful. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want people to know where you live, but she'll be like, no, don't have them deliver it here. Then they'll know where we live. Like, I, there's nothing special about us. There's families in every house. I, I don't know. You guys get what I'm trying I to say? Think so. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I'm. I function off of that. I don't like to give out too much information, which is why I will not be answering this question from Zap. But like, <laughs> <laughs> but I I'm mean, gonna DM at the same it to time, Zap, like, though. I was, fuck you. (laughs) I was raised like one stranger danger era. So like just naturally distrusting Two, I come from Michigan. We're superstitious as fuck. So like, yeah, I'm also not going to be super trusting that way. But then additionally too, like growing up um, as a female gamer might've been just different because I would get rape threats and all kinds of like death threats for just playing Call of Duty. So like it's, I don't trust any of these hoes out here. Absolutely not. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) So yeah. yeah, just being a female in general. Sometimes, if you're alone in the dark, you know, walking down the street, it's a lot. Well, you got to watch out for the cryptids when that happens. That's why I run full speed up the stairs with the lights off, you know, because I'm terrified of, um, you know, the Wendigo being behind me. So the yeah. Wendigo. <laughs> Have we talked about? I've, I've told that story several times. It's such it's a good story. story. Yeah, it's my best story. Well, I wouldn't go that far. Okay, nipples to knees is a close. <laughs> Nipples to knees is my favorite story of yours, and you'll have to. If you don't know what the fuck we're talking about, well, you know that's the NSFW. Uh, uh, yeah, that's that was the not suitable for work episode. You missed it. Uh, you know, maybe there'll be another one, but otherwise, you should ask Emilio about it at DLGCon. What is the knees to knees? 
If, <laughs> and if you don't know what a DLG con uh, consists of, there's different uh, phases. We have the arm wrestling phase, then we have Emilio Storio hour. <laughs> <laughs> You're such an att- dude. It's like yeah, we put Emilio on stage. Circle. He dances for us and he tells us stories, and that's that's it. Go monkey, go. <laughs> Got we got grown man chicken being played in the pool. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That that was a tournament. God damn, that was a clash of titans. Was big boys. It was, it was a big boys. On the show. Some, there was a lot of meat. Yeah, what did JP Diddy say? Yeah. There's a lot of meat in this pool. <laughs> so much meat. <laughs> we had compressed vertebrae after that, man. Yeah. Oh wow, yeah. a lot of water displacement. <laughs> Um, another question from Zab. Can you tell us about a topic that you're an expert on, but no one else cares about? And please don't mention Warhammer or D and D. A lot of people care about Warhammer and D and D, just not us. I had to think about it. Um, I, maybe at some point I was an expert, but I think people also do care about this. Is uh, like produce selection. I, I lived in. I worked in produce for like five years, so I helped people select. You know fruits and vegetables and what they needed and stuff. So you kind of become a quasi expert because if you don't know what it is, you usually just make it up. You'll be like, yeah, this is excellent in a stew. And uh, it's a banana. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, But yeah, selecting like watermelons and pineapples and what don't buy in general, just don't buy things out of season. If I was going to give you guys any kind of, you don't want to. You're going to pay more for it, and it's not going to taste as good. And if it does taste as good, it's probably artificial. So just buy mm. things in season. I'm not an expert in anything. I'm fucking boring and stupid. I've been get. You're really good on the internet, dude. You're like a in- internet guy. No, I don't know what that means. And it what you, <laughs> digital the words you came out of your mouth disturb me. I've been getting into city planning lately, and I've been annoying my friends because I'll be like, "Oh, look, they put this breakaway thing here, so if cars hit this uh, roadway sign, it breaks away and it doesn't damage like the infrastructure beneath." And st- oh god, yeah, that does sound terrible. Yeah. For yeah, the record, how, uh... I love that you do that actually because I'm fascinated by uh, public transit, and so that obviously has a uh you know a close relationship with city planning and so to me a lot of the stuff that you've posted have been like wow this is really fascinating yeah it's neat neat. (laughs) but it's uh, super neat uh what do you call it uh christian uh our fire hydrants are now ceramic at the base so same reason so they just snap off instead of like um destroying everything underneath so that you can literally replace a fire hydrant that got hit by a car in like which is amazing and so cool. Yeah. I'm definitely not an expert. Yeah. Still have a lot to learn, but I'm like really getting into it. And like the small details like that, I think are the coolest that like, you know, it's like they walk among us. Like it's the design of where we live, man. It's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of walking among us, I think my favorite um, expert or well, what I, I wouldn't say I'm an expert, but I'm certainly like incredibly fascinated about it. And we'll go down huge wormholes of it and learn a bunch of stuff as parasites and pathology. I mean, mm. I do work in pathology, but specifically mostly cancer, but I'm really fascinated in like parasites and bacteria and viruses and the shit that could kill us. Cause I don't know, the human body is to me so incredibly fascinating, but just like the ocean and the surface, once you dive below it and you see all the coral reefs or like all the shit that's inside of our body, like it's still there. It's just, you maybe weren't noticing it. You know what I mean? And so I like to look at that shit and be like, what are you doing? <laughs> so. I, I think I, I think this is true. There's more non-native cells inside of us than our own cells. 
So yeah, we take we a lot from outside and cells. put it inside. Yeah, it's crazy, crazy mm-hmm. just to think. That. So, who, who's driving the bus? The passengers or the or the bus? Like, I think we all weird. are, right? Yeah. And just yeah, like when you so. do drive a vehicle, it's part you and part the vehicle. It's a collaborative effort. Yeah, it absolutely is a symbiotic now, relationship. Follow that, Bobby. Yeah. yeah. What are you? What are you an expert <laughs> in, Bobby? Um, Almost everything. Everything. <laughs> everything, everything that nobody touches. cares about, dude. Like I just, I'm always. It's like consistently, everything that I get into, like really get into, is always the off version that nobody cares about is something. It's like when everyone was playing Counter Strike, I'm playing Day of Defeat. Uh, everyone's playing Dota and League. I'm playing Heroes of the Storm. Everyone's playing Magic. I'm playing Star Wars customizable card game. <laughs> it's just like. Like, I, uh, I don't know, man. Like, I just got weird taste, but I'm consistently, like, always the one playing, like, the the it's less good. popular version or, like, the worst version of the, the popular thing that's out there. So, I don't know. Take a pick, man. <laughs> but an expert, Bobby, you know. I'm looking for uh, – what? how did you get into film, you know? You're pretty smart on that. Um, I mean, yeah, just watching movies, but I mean, I, I don't know. That's not unpopular, right? Or that's not, um, what, what's the question, but no one else cares about. It. Yeah. Everybody, lots of people care about movies. I think true. that's your region. Cause at first I'm not going to lie. When I was a listener, I was like, man, Bobby's really into movies. And, and then I went to San Diego and like, you guys are all really into movies. <laughs> yeah. You should go to LA. LA is. No, I'm not, wow. but you're right. That is the hub <laughs> for yeah, sure. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it just permeates. I was up there recently. I was going to the um, right by the LACMA is the Oscar or the Academy Award Museum. It's pretty new, so I went up there to check it out during spring break. And there's just everywhere you look, there's bus ads, billboards, like whatever the new TV show is or, or movie. Like it's just all over the place. And then you sit down in a cafe, and like I heard this guy talking to this old lady, and I thought like, hey, maybe he's taking his mom out to eat, and he's talking about. Like, oh, yeah, and we're trying to catch it in the wide. And like, he's talking about like shots and stuff. And then I'm listening to the conversation to the left of me. And it's like some guy who obviously works in the business too. And he's talking about stuff like everybody is just involved out there. It seems like I I really like it. A lot of people don't. And a lot of people like actively dislike it. But like for me, it's just like I'm in like this fairy tale land. Uh, well, yeah, because I mean, it's like where where films are all recorded right there. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it makes I mean, sense. It's the center. It's... Not as much <laughs> anymore, right? That's really going away, right, Bobby? I well, I mean, films are re- filmed like all over the place, you know, wherever you get the good tax break. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of production and a lot of like the business, yeah, it still happens in in Hollywood, especially if it's just like commercials and stuff that can be filmed in a soundstage. Um, Georgia but, did a really good job with that. Georgia's like as long as you show that peach at the beginning of whatever it is that you made, like you get a huge tax break or if not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Vancouver is also a big spot. Romania, like a lot of um, places overseas you can film in real cheap, but uh, yeah, you know, this reminds me though, I forgot to mention, I can't remember where I saw it. It was either on TV or I want to say it was a billboard or something, but I saw an advertisement for super Nintendo land at universal studios. And I remember they announced like a Nintendo world in Japan years ago. And I thought, Oh, that looks really cool. But now they have this at at universal studios and we are, we just bought tickets for the Hollywood bull. We're going to bowl. We're going to go see, um, the 10 year anniversary, uh, video game awards concert. So exciting. Yep. 
Yeah. Yeah. And Universal Studios is not very far away. So maybe we would want to consider checking that out. I've been to Universal Studios so many times that at a certain point I was just like, I I can't go anymore. Like Halloween is the best time to go because they do those um, like haunted trails where you walk around and people spook you. And it's, and it's in Hollywood or Burbank, I think. And it's everybody like, like the costume design, they get like, you know, real actors, like it's, it's done up really well. It's the best version of that you can possibly experience. And they've got multiple ones. So Halloween's the best time to go to Universal Studios, but you know, there in the summer, we might as well check it out for Super Nintendo land. Uh, Ray went and I, I think he said it was great. So nice. Yeah. But that, that to tie everything in, that'd be a great thing to do on like a Saturday and then go to the other thing on Sunday. And Sam's super down for this. So yeah. Because the one thing I absolutely hate about Los Angeles is the traffic. And you you like Google Maps it from San Diego, right? And it's like, oh, yeah, you'll be up there like two and an hour, two hours. No, dude, like you try three and a half. And dude. every time I do it, I'm just like, I'm never doing this again. I'm never coming here again for the rest of my life. And then I always end up doing it. We again. are lucky, though. It, it is kind of the epicenter for a lot of creativity. And, um, you know, um, when I was telling Christian, I was like, why isn't Rianne coming? Because like. When's the next time you're going to come? It's not, I was going to say once in life, but it's not. He's probably going to come down at least every 10 years because there's something always going on in LA. Yeah. Something we'll, huge. We'll come again. And I do have to be careful about what I do without her too. I wouldn't want to, uh, you know. The- uh, it was, Sam thought it was very romantic that you said, because you, you're, he's dying to go to Star Wars land. And I was like, dude, let's go to Star Wars land while you're here. Like, why wouldn't you? And he's like, I don't want to be that happy without her being able to like see me. It's <laughs> really sweet. Okay, yeah. fuck off. Don't talk about this again. <laughs> I think it's a nice That's thing. It's really nice. Yeah. It's nice. It's, a, it's sweet. I know she would be excited. Like, it's narcissistic and also like love. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My two best traits. Yeah. No, I'm I'm super excited for this. Um, I'm I'm like I don't know. Should I be sketchy about staying in LA? Like, where do I rent? Uh, like an Airbnb. I'm looking at. Is there like parts I should, or is it mostly safe? Like, I know nothing about it really. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's huge. It's kind of hard to. I, I don't know the neighborhoods that well, but LA is just huge. And I mean. Put it this way, dude. There's more people in LA than there is in Australia, or it's actually very close. It's 20 million. Just so that sounds in, terrifying. But maybe yeah. if we've got some listeners that are from LA and wouldn't mind, uh, you know, steering steering sniper Christian a little clear of the neighborhoods he should avoid, uh, send a DM and Discord. Yeah, give me your advice. Yeah. Well, you yeah. can usually tell by the price, right? Like if something's pretty cheap. Yeah, but I'm really cheap. So I'm like, oh, good deal. And then I'm like, wait, maybe not. Don't, don't be cheap on traveling, man. It's not worth it. I think it's always yes, worked out I for me. I love this new Bobby. It's always worked out this for me. This new Bobby. I want to hang out with this new Bobby. Like this <laughs> guy. Uh, no, well, okay. So like as someone that travels a lot, um, you can't it's not necessarily that you need to be spending like the most amount of money and that equates to safety, but you will be spending a lot of something. You're either going to spend a lot of money for convenience so that way you don't have to put much effort into it, or you're going to spend a lot of time researching to find the best spot. So either way you will be spending a lot more, but I mean, I do think that you can find cheap places that are in safe areas, but yeah, you got to look, you got to dig. It's a puzzle. It's a puzzle. Nice. It is. Mm. It's puzzling. 
All right. Next question from Hingle McCringleberry. You w- okay, this is a uh, hypothetical here. You wake up in an escape room. You're told you can have a team of two partners to help you complete the room and get out in time. If you don't, you're trapped in there forever. Uh, they don't need to be from the same universe. Pick one main character and one NPC or supporting character. Uh, Sherlock Holmes and Watson. Oh. Yeah. Well, you don't even need Watson at that point. Uh, I, the yeah. only reason Watson exists in the Sherlock Holmes universe is to is for the for the audience because yeah, yeah, he yeah. explains. So yeah, he's the common man that explains what Sherlock's doing. And so, so he's going to explain it to Emilio how how to escape. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys ever see the um, Sherlock Holmes that had um, Cumberpatch in it? Four episodes, one like a, mo- a mo- each one was a movie. Fantastic! It's so mm-hmm. good, really, really good. Well done. Yeah, Martin Freeman as Watson, I think. Yes. Yeah, that's a, that's kind of an old one. That was an old BBC show. But yeah, yeah, super popular. I don't know if you can get better than that. Like you just take a detective, right? You know who is really good? So we went to a, a and when we Batman. were in Vegas. Yeah, Batman's Batman. a good answer. Yeah, he's like, a detective and he's got the just, tools. Yeah, he, yeah. He, not only does he have the mind, he has the tools. You would be out of there. Yeah, it'd probably be faster than Sherlock. Yeah, but he doesn't seem like much fun to hang out with, though. I don't know. I don't know about Batman. Well, I'm not going to suck Sherlock's dick right after we get out, dude. Like, <laughs> hey, we're done here. Like, as soon as he gets me out, I'm like, this transaction is fucking done, it's dude. Done. I'll see you later. Yeah, he doesn't seem like a fun person either. Well, when we were in Vegas at a DLG con, we did an escape room. And I actually recently got an email from that escape room saying like some sort of advertisement thing. And yeah. I was like, unsubscribe, you know, come on, man. Why yeah, are you, right, you don't have time for this dialogue. <laughs> yeah. But uh, skip, skip dialogue. Skip, skip, skip. skip. <laughs> Dude, do you wish you could do that at work too, Bobby? Just like fucking skip people fucking talking to you. Just like get to the just point. Just hold on escape. Yeah. Come on. I need to get out. <laughs> So sometimes, man, sometimes, I don't know, like the department I work in, people don't, they're all kind of like me and they don't really waste time. But um, when you're not in, in a meeting with people from IT, they, they tend to, uh, yeah, they can go on and on a bit. But um, when we did the escape room, I feel like uh, John, JP Diddy solved most of the puzzles there. Yeah. He's an engineer. He solves problems for a living. So mm-hmm. it's like that's if that's what you if that's the uh, tool that you're exercising all the time, you're gonna do pretty well. Uh, we played a little shout out to a little ex- escape room game. John and I played it together, and um, shit, I, I would have to find the name, but uh, it's actually really fun. And it was um, like it's up to four players, and yeah, it's just it was. It was good. It's cheap. I'll find it and I'll uh, while we're talking here. Hmm. All right. Uh, I think the characters that I would pick is uh, I would have Cortana um, <laughs> because I feel like she could scan the room and we could, that would help, you know. Um, and then I I just want dog meat support <laughs> from Fallout, you know. Good boy. Escape Academy. Is ah. game. Sorry. Yeah, it's good. Good and cheap. Nice. I'd have Qui-Gon Jinn and Jar Jar Binks who just cut us out with a lightsaber. <laughs> and I, I I would want to talk to Jar Jar Binks and say, what's going upstairs here, man? You know, you're approving. Are you okay? You're putting forward an emergency notion to the Senate to approve a clone army. Do you know democracy is at stake? Like, let's get it together. But, you know, whatever. We'll see. I haven't done Jar Jar in a long time, but. Miss a speak. <laughs> <laughs> 
The ability to speak does not make one intelligent. Yeah. Um. Okay, Hingle McCringleberry's got a follow-up question. What is the strangest meat you've eaten? It's funny because, like, I'm always the one that jumps on this. I'm like, I've eaten this and that. But as far as meats, like, how strange can you get? I guess, I mean, I've eaten. Human. Yeah, but that's a strange. That answer does not surprise me, Bobby, by the way. (laughs) No, that's not my answer. No, 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 I think it was. was (laughs) Yeah, right. I don't know. The things I mean, they were dead when I got there. Yeah, they were, they were practically <laughs> cooked. They were in the sun. <laughs> See, he is good at crafting survivals. <laughs> they said yes before they died, so it's all good. Um, he, he was an organ donor. <laughs> uh, alligator, ostrich. Um, what else is there that's like readily available? At, like, Yeah, alligator and uh, ostrich and... Um, like they do ostrich burgers in a few places around here, but also like bison. Which I, I guess I've is had a horse. No, I haven't had horse. Doesn't sound very good. It's not dog. weird for me, but it might be weird for you guys. Tell me if this is true. Moose or elk? Is that a common I game? Fucking love game moose. meats are like specialty meats available to you guys? Yeah, you can't get moose in the United States. That's a lie. I get I eh, well, we do in Michigan. I, well, I love moose. You're basically Canada. I'm right. Well, technically American. All right. <laughs> technically, they got by on the technicality. <laughs> all right, we might be tapping maple trees, making maple syrup, and eating moose chili. All right, but we're still <laughs> still part of the United States. Christian, what did you think of that that video that I sent you that more Americans live further north than Canadians? Didn't surprise me. I hate Canadians. I think they're little bitches and they definitely <laughs> they definitely live most of them do live south of California and it shows. That's what I think. Yeah. Yeah. That was shocking to me, dude. Yeah. But who, who cares? In the long run, yeah. who cares? Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say I've had moose, elk, bison, alligator. I want to say I've had an emu burger, but I can't. I can't really remember mm. if I liked it or if it was just tasted like the other meat, <laughs> which is usually the case. Or a lot of times when I eat these like exotic meats or or food or something, I'm like, oh yeah, there's a reason why people don't usually eat this. This is why we all stick to beef and, and chicken because this other stuff tastes terrible. I don't know, man. Moose tastes fucking delicious. I yeah, love well, moose. I've never had That's moose, good. but it, it seems like a lot harder to get. I don't know, a little more when rare. You see them- they, I watch video of moose and they still seem fake. Like it doesn't seem like a real animal. Like it, it doesn't fit. They're very real. It, it's horseish. <laughs> it's deerish. It's huge. It doesn't like make unicorn. any sense. Like it, it can't really like, it doesn't even know what size it should be. Cause sometimes you see fucking mega ones. They're like walking over trees. And then you see, you know, Ones that look like, like, like a, a huge donkey. You're asking too many questions, dude. I'm, You're getting too close to I'm the so truth. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Moose, moose. You can always do moose are real. Stop asking questions. You, you're gonna. Yeah, you're you not gonna like what to, you find. Yeah, and I mean, you could just travel to Isle Royale in Michigan, and like, it's basically a moose island. They actually had to fly wolves in on a helicopter to like combat the overrunning of moose or meese, whatever, in in, in Isle Royale because there's just too many. Yeah, dude. So before, like, yeah. the 
and it was <laughs> well, neat before, like <laughs> it, it was very neat well because before like the you know the lakes would ice over and uh wolves were able to get onto the island by just crossing over the ice but then obviously with like the heating of the planet and shit like they're just not icing over anymore like they used to so wolves can't get out there to eat the moose and mm. take them down and shit and so they just went wild and there's just so many moose or whatever on isle royale that like they had to reintroduce apex apex predators in order to mm. uh kind of combat it and isle royale is one of the least visited national parks in the united states besides uh shit up in alaska and so i mean it's not like humans are going there and hunting mm. and and killing moose so if you don't believe in moose just go to isle royale there's too many of them. i was quick moose story i was driving a red deer which is in the middle of edmonton and calgary and it's a place where you stop to pee uh nothing really crazy about it but it has a river that goes through it called the red deer river and i'm on the highway and there's a moose on the highway and i'm like whoa so i slow down because it's huge and you don't want to hit it and i don't want to spook it because we're on this bridge but there's a car that goes past me and and doesn't see it uh i think they're pissed off that i've slowed down and put my hazards on and they go past the moose and the moose leaps i mean like i i don't know they are like horses and i didn't know that they were like that a beautiful leap, 20 feet. And I don't think I'm exaggerating huge, but right over the bridge into the river, like pl- plummeting oh below he just yeeted uh, like 150 feet, like multiple stories. It's a big bridge. And, uh, well, it, I, I, I shouldn't ask this, but I guess it has, did you harvest the meat? Since you like <laughs> no, I called, <laughs> I called fish and wildlife though. Cause someone, I feel bad that it would go to waste. So you call them and, <laughs> and they, and, there's a dead animal. And that moose hey meat's delicious, there's a dead dude. animal, though. Yeah, yeah, like he a moose yeeted himself off the bridge. You might find him down the bank. And he's like, yeah, maybe we will. We'll take a look. Thanks for calling it in. I'm, what are you calling for? A self-yeeting moose. <laughs> well, I, I called and I yeah. said, I think I just saw a moose commit suicide. And the, and the, the person I was talking to the other end said, why did you say it like that? Like, that's the first thing he said. Like, I don't care what happens, but, yeah, personifying it. You're on the wrong hotline. <laughs> yeah. 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 Anyways, somebody's gonna be getting some velvety smooth uh, meat later, you know, because that shit is so smooth. It's delicious. Uh, two things. My favorite moose is Elliot moose, <laughs> and <laughs> and I forgot the other one. All right, let's move on. All right. Last question from Warconius. Uh, please read this Steam review and let us know if you ever had this happen to you with a PC game, because a friend of a. Because a friend of a friend had a similar issue with Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball. Katsumi, I'll love you forever. So the review that he's referring to, I don't know what game this is for. I can't really see. But it looks like somebody is uh, very attracted, very physically attracted to a character called Outis. Oh, is this from the game Limbus? know but this oh, this review yeah. i will say is vulgar it's vile it disgusts me it's uh i did not like reading i didn't like the experience of reading this review it's pretty graphic yeah so i feel like this sparked a lot of uh conversation in the discord of people talking about video game characters that they were attracted to um anybody want to talk about their particular video game character. Yeah. First one, big crush on Sylvanas in Warcraft three, that little portrait in the bottom right. When you click on a character, uh, you know, I was raised in a Catholic family. I had to do hail Mary's for looking at the Sears catalog when I wasn't supposed to, you know, what's which section that 
got me in trouble probably. And when I was playing Warcraft three, my parents thought it was safe, you know, just cartoon violence, but they didn't know Sylvanas was going to be down there. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Cause it's just like her face and then her boobs start at her chin. Is that supposed to be? Her I boobs? think so. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it's like chin boobs. And her chin boobs. It's, it's, it's a ridiculous yeah. photo or, or depiction. Um, uh, Amanda, would you? Oh, you had a beach volleyball one, right? Uh, well, I wasn't allowed to play beach volleyball because I think my mom kind of caught on. <laughs> so, but uh, Dead or Alive Three is what. Uh, yeah, I is that's when I started realizing that I liked both girls and guys because uh, Hitomi and Katsumi were like mm, loved it. Like they're they're that's beautiful. Jiggle they're beautiful. were were yeah. like introduced, right? They're so hot. And then additionally to Vivek from Marwin, like I mentioned earlier, so hot. Yeah. But I think it was his poetry that really sold me. You know, it's it's just his soul. Like he was a warrior, but he had a sensitive side. Yeah. I love that. And so (laughs) those three were kind of my my, uh, main ones. I couldn't really uh, focus whenever Katsumi was, was, uh, I had to verse her. I was like, I can't focus. (laughs) So when you you made your... (laughs) When you made your Marwin fan fiction, was it racy? No, no, it no. wasn't. It was like um, I, I that mean, it guy. Was, yeah, dude, I loved him. Yeah, <laughs> see why? I can see why. He's, he's got a dolphin thing going on. What is that? What dolphins? I mean, that dolphin. Uh, oh, dolphin. Oh, I thought Street you said dolphin. I was like, what the fuck does that have to do with anything? Living your life with porpoise. I don't he's know. got big beady eyes. This guy needs a sensitive side. <laughs> yeah. He's gonna well, get he's, anything. He's at a all. war poet, you know. So it's it's nice. Yeah, muscly man with a brain. I like that. Bobby, I want you to come clean right now. Have you ever masturbated to a video game character in your life? To a video game character, I don't believe so. Although it wouldn't sure? surprise me. I don't know. I uh, seems like the answer is yes, and you're just not saying it. No, I mean probably. I don't remember a lot of my masturbation history, but I'm, I'm sure. Um, you know, as a young child, I'm sure. But what was that quote from Rick and Morty where he's like, "I masturbated to a curvy piece of wood the other day." I feel like that's every <laughs> yeah every young yeah. man. But yeah, there sure. was one game, it was called Fighting Vipers, and I'm trying to find the character, but there was like straight up upskirt shots in that game sometimes. Like if you'd kick one of the fighters, it'd like bounce back and like, it wasn't like, it, we're talking about the Sega Saturn, so it didn't really, couldn't really see much. God, what was that character? But also I remember in Street Fighter 2, whenever Cammy was introduced. Okay, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, it's like the Asian one. What did you type in? Fighting Vipers and that came right up? Wow. Okay. Apparently a lot of people had the same experience because that's like the, the screenshot right there that you were on. <laughs> um, also, like Street Fighter 2, whenever they introduced Cammy, she had this move where at the end, if you went around, she would just like turn her back to the screen and you realized like how... She was wearing like a one piece, but it was like a straight up thong that she was wearing, and you didn't really notice it in profile. Dude, the street people are already talking about her in Street Fighter Six because she does this like back stretch that's just ridiculous. After the fight, obviously you should be stretching before the fight, but uh, yeah, 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 it's getting a lot of attention. It's funny that's fighting games. It's like all these sexual characters are coming out of fighting games, but um, I've said this before. Um, in Street Fighter 2, when it came to the Super Nintendo, there's, 
if you jump with Chun-Li, there is a frame or two where it's just her bare butt or it looks like one. I couldn't, I couldn't, I can't find it right now, but yeah, that was enough for me. You know, curvy mm-hmm. pussy, piece of wood. Um, if, you, if you pause and, at the uh, right frame, yeah. you can actually see her labia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Dude, dude, I did not expect you to say <laughs> labia. You're like, I've never, funny. your honor. I'm sorry, Christian, does the woman's body make no, you No, it doesn't. It, it, makes, it, it, it only makes it uncomfortable when you specifically say labia. Yeah, <laughs> just when you're, so like, you're like, your honor, I've never mastered, masturbated to a video game. Also labia. I'm just like. <laughs> Guilty. Okay. I found uh, the character in Fighting Vipers. It was Honey. Of course. Honey slash Candy. Okay. She's got two names. Oh, that, Okay. The one in red? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. Because she's so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> you can ba- By the way, with these graphics, you can barely tell it's female. <laughs> but it's, it's the, the triangle is right in the right spot that you're like, yeah. yeah you you put enough triangles together. It, it can be very successful. <laughs> Laura Croft. It's so true. <laughs> uh, exactly. And that's another one. I would say another one. Uh, Laura Croft, definitely. Yeah. I think that yeah. was for a lot of people. I never played Tomb Raider games, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somehow those pixels in that configuration was enough. All right. Well, yeah, I think that's but, oh, an episode. Oh, oh what? I'll give it one more. Um, uh, what is it? Um, gosh, she, she's like realistically beautiful and just really well uh, crafted was the girl from um, Mass Effect. Um, Miranda? Miranda. Yeah. I mean, just gorgeous. Uh, unbelievably so, <laughs> I guess. You know, it was more, no, I'm sorry, believably, but just like, yeah. I was like, yeah, I, I would like to be her friend. <laughs> um, all right. So is that a show? That's a wrap. What's everybody playing next week? I'm going to keep going with Atomic Heart. I, guys, the amount of video games I get to play this week, I mean, this right now is like two hours a week is oh, what I'm putting no. in right now. So it's, it's rough right now, guys. Sorry for the, uh, I don't have a lot of content. I'll be coming with a lot of radar and not a lot of content. It's just like, I'm too busy. I'll be coming it's not with that. a lot of content, not a lot of radar. So we'll balance yeah, each other. That's out. good. Yeah. Yes. We're yin and yang. Yes. I mean, it's going to be all shit that everybody's probably heard enough about though. Cause I want to definitely play some more Valheim, small lands, uh, destiny Two, and elder scrolls online. So, uh, Amanda, do you have my um, family share? No, I don't. You have mine. It's, this is a one-sided friendship right now. Yeah. I mean, I don't have... Oh, you know what? It's not from me. It's from... Um, it's from... I'm stealing it from JP Diddy. Anyway, it's called Tilt Brush. I've told talked to you about it before where you get to paint in 3D um, uh, in VR. Ooh. So... Yeah, it's it was very early on when as soon as like Valve came out with their first VR set, um, they came out with this tilt brush game. And I just think that you being artistic and stuff, I would love to see what you can come up with. But it's never it never goes on sale. And it's always Hmm. like 30 bucks or whatever like that. So I I don't know. I I would like to see you try it. Uh, maybe talk to John about sharing it because, yeah, it, you know, it might not be that great. It doesn't have the best reviews, but the idea of, you know, painting in 3D sounds amazing to me. Yeah. I think that could be really, really cool. I'd love to check yeah. that out. Yeah. 
right. I still want to play Tainted Grail. Um, I should have enough time to get to that this week. I also want to watch, now that I watched the Super Mario Brothers movie, I want to watch the original one from back in the 90s oh because there was, yeah, I know. There was a um, a special version of it released where they recovered a lot of lost footage because um, that movie was kind of like a mess. But I, I want to watch this new version, the Morton and Jenkel cut, it's, it's called. Those were the original directors of that movie. But yeah, hopefully some Tainted Grail and probably some Sea of Thieves. So if you want to play that, hit me up. You know, the problem that I've realized with that game is unfortunately, the more players that you have, the more difficult the game gets. So a lot of times when you're trying to bring people in, like, hey, there's a group of us, let's all play Sea of Thieves. If you have four people and you're going to be on a galleon, it is a lot harder than just two people on a sloop. So it's actually better if you if you're just like pairing up like one on one or maybe if you have three people on a brig. But regardless, I'm always down to play. So if anyone wants to play, let me know. Bobby, is that because more random events are happening because you have four players? Well, the ship generating? is bigger, so there's more holes. You actually have to go down further. There's two levels in it, so you have to go down further to repair holes and there's more places to catch on fire. So it can be like, you can forget like, oh, this part of the boat's on fire. It has three sails that you have to manage both like the direction and the um, length of, as opposed to two on the brig or one on the sloop. There's just, there's more things to do. Yeah. And if you're a new player, you already don't know what to do. So it's better to start on a sloop Mm. where it's just less to manage. What's wrong with four people on the sloop? Uh, you can't do it. If oh. you have, you can only have one to two on a sloop, two to three on a brig. And I mean, technically you could have like less, but recommended is two to three on a brig and then four for a galleon. Okay. Yep. All right. I think that's it. I think that is it. Uh, speaking for Bobby, Christian, Amanda, and myself, Super Mario Tits. Bye.